Great, great Father, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come, we worship you, we thank you this morning that your name is above every other name, that the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. We come humbly before you now, Lord, thank you that you are the living word. And so we open our hearts together now. And Lord, we know that you're a God who longs to speak to us. You want to speak to each of us this morning, wherever we are on the journey. And so we just commit this time to you now. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. So great to be sharing with you today. Uh, big welcome to those, particularly those who are new with us. Really great to have you sharing. Do stay afterwards for our welcome lounge. Um, we are continuing in our churchwide series, Your Kingdom Come, as we keep looking at this this concept of capturing a kingdom vision for our lives. And this week we are looking at living with bold and courageous faith. Last year was a big year for space exploration and astronomy with the uh, $13 billion James Webb Telescope sending its first images back from space. The most powerful uh, telescope ever sent into outer space. The images that have been sent back from this have been absolutely amazing. Um, the James Webb Telescope has been back in the news again, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, in fact, for some of the latest discoveries that it has been finding. If you remember when these images were first released last year, I actually talked a little bit about the James Webb Telescope. I mentioned one particular image, uh, which is an image of uh, a cluster of galaxies in the constellation of Volans. So I think we've got the image up there. Um, if you can remember back that far, this image contains 10,000 galaxies just in this little image alone. Um, so just to give you a bit of perspective on that, we are in the Milky Way galaxy, which is huge. We're tiny little planet Earth in the midst of that. Um, that galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, has um, over 100 billion stars in it alone. And that image up there contains 10,000 of those galaxies like the Milky Way. Um, we truly are tiny on, on little planet Earth. Um, but what is really crazy is that image of 10,000 galaxies only makes up one twenty-four millionth of the entire visible universe. One twenty-four millionth, those 10,000 galaxies. Bill Nelson, NASA, NASA administrator, um, famously put it like this when he saw those images coming through. He said, if you held a grain of sand on the tip of your finger at arm's length, that is the part of the universe you are seeing in that image of 10,000 galaxies. It's hard to wrap. We, in fact, we cannot wrap our minds around just how big the universe really is. But here's the crazy thing, and this is what James Webb is now discovering, is that that is only the visible universe. We're not even talking about beyond the reach of James Webb. Just in the last couple of weeks, it's been back in the news because scientists who have been studying and astronomers and astrophysicists who have been looking at these images have discovered six more never-before-seen galaxies, right, beyond what they've ever seen before. But these six galaxies have got them really baffled because they are, they are 50 times bigger than any other galaxy they've seen before. And as far as they're concerned, this should not be able to happen. Like in their minds, like this is impossible. Listen to what um, one of the astrophysicists, Joel Leger, who was the head of this study, said. He said, these newly discovered galaxies are so massive that they conflict with 99% of cosmological models. Either cosmological models may need to be revised or current understanding of how galaxies formed in the early universe may need to be rethought. 
Either possibility, this is his words, either possibility would require rethinking our beliefs about the origins of the universe. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible that the more, and I love this because I think it's a great example of the way in which science isn't in conflict with faith. Often people say, well, science and faith can't exist together. No, it's not in conflict with faith. In fact, as science shows us more and more about how huge the universe is and how intricate life is, it actually just keeps pointing more and more back to a creator behind it all. And even these scientists, these brilliant minds are going, this is, this is too much. We've got to rethink it. And so as science shows us more about how big the universe is, it reminds us, it gives us a glimpse into just how big our God is. Because God spoke and the universe was. I love Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. And Jeremiah 13, 32, 17, one of my favorite verses, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. God says, if you look at the universe, take a glimpse, look up at the night sky, get a tiny glimpse. When you begin to understand how big the universe is, he says, you're just getting a tiny, tiny glimpse of how big I truly am. Our minds can't, can't comprehend it, can they? Just how big our God truly is. He is the God of the impossible. He is the God of the miraculous. His power knows no limits. There is no limit to God's power. And our response to that is to be a people who live with bold and courageous faith. This is how we are to respond when we understand how big our God is. The Bible says in Hebrews that without faith, it's impossible to please God. To Corinthians, we read that we've been called to walk by faith and not by sight. This is the response God wants from us when we begin to comprehend just how big and mighty and powerful He truly is. Because as we live by faith, more of His power and glory is revealed through us, in us and through us to our world around us. The problem is, is that for all of us, stepping out, living by faith does not come easy. It's not something that comes naturally to us. There is this constant pull against all of us to stay within our comfort zone, to stay in a place of of comfort and security and ease. There's this pull against us all the time. Our fears, right, so easily can hold us back from living by faith. And we see this when the people of God are on the cusp of entering into the promised land. They're about to go in and take hold of the promise God had given to them. But rather than step forward in faith, they hesitate. They allow their fears to hold them back. Let me read to you. We're going to read together this account from Numbers 13. It'll come up on the screen behind. It says this in verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. Verse 26. They came back to Moses and Aaron, the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. 
There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. Descendants of Anak were, were giants. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there were of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. So here Moses sends the 12 spies to scope out the land. 10 of the spies come back. They say, the land looks amazing but we can't take it. It's impossible. Their fears hold them back. Whereas the two, two spies, Caleb and Joshua, they see things differently. They see things with the eyes of faith. And I think this ratio, 10 of to two, is pretty accurate for all of us. Most of us, most of the time, are like the 10, aren't we? We allow fears to hold us back from stepping forward in faith. We look through the lens of fear rather than with the eyes of faith. And we see some of the fears that got in the way for the people of God. Look at some of the reasons they gave. They said the people in the land are powerful. The cities are fortified. They're very large. There are giants in the land. We're like grasshoppers compared to them. We can't do it. We're not strong enough. They give reason after reason after reason. They begin to spread this around the people. We can't do it as they were looking through the lens of fear. We see their fears. Underlying these reasons is really a whole lot of fear. They're afraid. They're feared for their life. They fear that they would fail if they stepped out. They feared they didn't have what it would take for the task ahead of them. They feared what the cost would be to them if they were to go into the promised land. They feared what the future would hold. It was uncertain. They weren't sure what it was going to be. And these fears caused them to falter. There's a whole heap of research done into what the fears are that hold us back in our own lives. Um, Here are a list of some of the top fears that hold us back in our own lives. Fear of failure is the number one. We're so often fearful that if we step forward in faith that we might fail. Um, Number two is fear of rejection. We are worried that if we do that, if we take that step, then then others around us might reject us for for that action. Um, fear of change. We don't like change. Most of us are pretty happy just to stay where we are and um, we, we don't want that uncertainty. And so it holds us back from stepping forward in faith. Um, fear of imperfection is a big one right at the top of the list, that I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not good enough for, for God to use me in that way. I'm not good enough to be able to take that step. Fear of inadequacy is another one. I'm, I'm not talented enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have what it takes to be able to do that. And so we hold ourselves back and fear of vulnerability is another one, big one. Fear of being judged, worrying about what other people will think of us if we were to step out and to um, take, take a step forward in faith and obedience. 
These fears, whether you realize it or not, are all very real for, for all of us. And they are so often at the root of what holds us back from living in bold and courageous faith. So the question is, well, how do we overcome, how do we overcome these barriers? How do we overcome these fears? Well, let's keep reading. Look at what was different for Caleb and Joshua. Numbers 14, verse 5, we're going to keep reading. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and they said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. This different response is fascinating. It's not that like the, the 10 spies and, and Joshua and Caleb saw something different. They saw exactly the same. They saw exactly the same scene, exactly the same people, exactly the same fortified cities. Yet they have this very different perspective. Well, it's not even that, that Joshua and Caleb are pretending that there's not some challenges there. It's not even that they're um, ignoring the fact that there are giants in the land. They're not ignoring the risks. They're not ignorant to those things. But they were able to see, despite the challenges, with the eyes of faith. How were they able to do it? How did they do this? Well, we see it in verse 9. Do not be afraid of the lamb. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Right, the 10 had left God out of the equation. They'd left him completely out of the equation, whereas Joshua and Caleb, they had God front and center. They said, in their words, the, the, the people who've lived there are powerful, but God is with us. God is with us. They had God front and center. They remembered who their God was. They knew that their God was mighty and powerful, the God of the impossible, the God of the miraculous, the God who had brought them out of Egypt through the sea, part of the sea. And they knew that God was with them. That was the difference. But God was the difference for Joshua and Caleb. And we see this exact same principle Throughout the scriptures, when it comes to the story of David and Goliath, the army of Israel is trembling in fear. Once again, their fear is holding them back. David, though, sees with the eyes of faith. What does he say in 1 Samuel 17? He says, you come to God. David says to the Philistines, to Goliath, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. David had God front and center in the equation and it made all the difference. He knew who his God was. He knew how big and mighty and powerful his God was. And giants may seem enormous from a human perspective, but comparing them with the power of our God, they are nothing. They are absolutely nothing. They are the grasshoppers. Hudson Taylor, the great missionary to China, said these words. He said, the issue is not greater faith, but faith in a great God. What's your picture of God this morning? What is your picture of him? 
You know, the reality is that we have all sometimes felt like grasshoppers surrounded by giants on all sides. We have all had those moments in our lives. Maybe you're right there this morning. One of those moments where your life is just surrounded by impossible challenges. Humanly speaking, they just look way too big, too much to face. Maybe this morning you are face to face with one of those giants. Well, God wants you to know this morning that in this world, reality is not accurately measured whenever we are humanly speaking. This is God's world in which God's word and his promises must ultimately prevail. No matter how great the opposition, God wants you to know this morning that he is so much greater, that he is God of the impossible, the miraculous, that he is our way-making God. And we can lay our fears down knowing that God is so much greater, that if God is for us, literally nothing, nothing can stand against us. In Joshua 14, we get a glimpse of Caleb's faith when he is 85 years old. And I I love this picture. The reason I love it is because along the journey of life with its trials and challenges and disappointments, it is possible for us to become cynical, for us to lose faith. It can happen along the journey of life. Things don't go quite as we planned. We feel like God maybe let us down somewhere along the line. There's disappointments, there's challenges, there's trials that wear us down and we can begin to lose faith. And not only that, as long as we go along the journey of life, the pull of comfort and ease and security can get stronger and stronger for us. But check out Caleb in Joshua 14. This is what it says. This is now fast forward 45 years later. They're coming into the promised land. And this is Caleb speaking to Joshua. Now then, just as the Lord promised, verse 10, he has kept me alive for 40 years since the time he said this to Moses while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I am just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there and that their cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. I love this, 85 years of age and Caleb is as faith-filled, more faith-filled than ever. Caleb didn't say, I'm tired. (laughs) 45, 40 years older than everyone else, it's time for somebody else to live by faith. Give me a nice house in the valley so I don't have to climb any stairs. That's not what Caleb says. He says what? He says, give me this mountain. He still has faith in a mountain-moving God. This week, I had the privilege of leading worship at our midweek Inspire service. And I want to tell you, I was inspired. I was. I came away uplifted. For those of you who are not familiar with our Inspire service, the average age is a bit higher at Inspire than our other services. But I want to tell you, so is the level of faith. I experienced it on Wednesday. The faith expressed in that service, um, the worship time, it was next level. It was something else. And after the service, I was talking to Peter Timmer, part of our fellowship here. And if you know Peter, he doesn't miss a prayer meeting um, if, if he can help it. He has seen God move in the past and he is faith-filled 
and that God is yet to do more. He, is, he prays for revival with a real heart, a stirring, stirred heart that knows that God is moving. I, after service, um, he said to me these words. I just went over to say hi to him. He said to me these words with, with tears in his eyes as he said it to me. He said something to this effect. He said, Nathan, I'm 92 years old. I can't do what I used to. But God is moving. Something is shifting. I am full of faith. Be encouraged, he said to me. How's that? 92 years old, still full of faith. As full as faith as ever. Praise God. And how blessed we are as a church. I want to tell you this. How blessed we are to have our Inspire Generation. I'm going to use that name. The Inspire Generation leading the way for us in setting the example of faith for the next generation. Yeah, we should put our hands together. We are blessed. Cheering on the next generation, believing that God is moving, praying with faith. It's powerful. And it's a reminder for all of us that we are to be full of faith and faithful to the end. That's God's call for each one of us. And Caleb reveals something else to us here about the source of his faith, where his bold and courageous faith comes from. We see it really clearly here at the end. Towards the end of his life, Joshua 14, it says this. It comes from his confidence in the promises of God. Look at verse 10 again. It says, Now then, just as the Lord promised, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses. He is confident, Caleb is confident that what God has promised, he is going to do. We read again, verse 12. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised to me that day. His faith comes from standing on the promises of God. He knows God is faithful to his promises. Listen now, it continues in verse 12. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there and the cities were large and fortified, but the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as who? He said, just as God said. Caleb knows if God has said it, he will do it. He is faithful to his promises. Faith for Caleb wasn't willing something really hard to happen that he wanted God to do. That's not what Caleb's doing here. We can see it so clearly. He's not willing really hard saying, God, would you do this? Faith for Caleb is standing on the promises of God, knowing who God is, that he is a big God. And that he is a God who when he says he will do it, he will do it. He is faithful to all of his promises. That is faith. That is bold, the, the foundation of bold and courageous faith. Listening to the voice of God and then believing that when God has said it, he will do it. And standing on those promises. This is where Caleb's bold and courageous faith comes from. And it's the same for us. Caleb had clearly captured a, a, a kingdom vision for his life. And we see through his life, through his example, that capturing a kingdom vision, it's, it's grounded in the realization that we serve a big God, the God of the impossible, the God of the miraculous, and that God is looking for people who will respond in faith, live by faith, so that he can reveal more of his power and his glory in us and through us to our world. Caleb got hold of this. And our heart as a church is to be a people who live with this same bold and courageous faith. We don't want to slip into the comfort zone, but we want to be a people who are continually stepping into that faith zone, trusting God. That's our heart. 30 years ago, um, back in 1992, six couples were commissioned from Ashgrove Baptist Church to start a new work in the fledgling suburb, the brand new suburb of Bridgman Downs. 
In a small group, around 40 people began meeting among the barrels of beer down the Aspley Hornets footy club. And I want to tell you, that was a bold and courageous step of faith for those couples and that small group of people. I'm sure there were plenty of people looking on, a bit sceptical. I'm sure there are those who had scoped out the new suburb of Bridgman Downs and had thought, there's nowhere suitable to meet in that suburb. Um, the people there, they seem not interested in anything to do with... with um, religion or church or Christianity. Uh, I know at one stage they were told that, that there's no way you get zoning to ever be able to build a church in, that, in the suburb of Bridgman Downs. It just won't be possible. I'm sure that those who scoped out the ground, the, the, this, this area, this suburb, and had come up with all the reasons why not to go forward. But praise God for those six couples and that small group of people who were willing to take that bold step of faith and meet in a footy club amongst the barrels of beer and all the mess and everything that went on with that, willing to step forward in faith and obedience to start a church here in this community because literally because of their step of faith, thousands of lives have been impacted. Thousands of people have come to hear the good news of Jesus. A suburb has literally been transformed. And it's not just that group of people, but people at the same time prompted by God to move into this suburb. Other churches around here as well where God is moving. People willing to step out in faith and trust God. We are living in the stream of that blessing. I want you to know that because of people who are willing to trust God, to know He's a big God willing not to let fears hold them back. And across our history as a church, there have been many times where God has again called us to step out of our comfort zone, to step out in faith and to trust Him as He's spoken, as He's led us. And every time we have done that, God has been so faithful. We've seen God reveal more of His power and more of His glory. We have a saying we often say here in the church, we don't just want good stories, we want God-only stories. Stories that reveal how great and mighty and powerful God is. Stories, I want stories that we can share with generations to come that they'll be talking about. Do you remember the time when the church did this? Do you remember the time when they trusted God and God showed up and He did that? They're the stories I want to be able to share with our children and our children's children. Stories that give Him the glory and reveal how mighty and powerful He is. So I want to ask you this morning, Is there an area of your life where God is calling you to step out in faith and trust? Let me rephrase that. What area, in what area of your life is God calling you to step out? Because he calls all of us to step out in faith. Perhaps for you, it's something big this morning. God's got something big in front of you and he's calling you to trust him. Perhaps this morning you have a huge mountain in front of you. There's some giants in front of you this morning. They're filling you with fear. You feel like a grasshopper. God says to you this morning, his word to you is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the giants. Don't be afraid of the mountain in front of you. I am the way maker. I am the creator of the universe. I'm a mountain moving God. You can trust me. And your step of faith this morning, maybe your big step of faith is to say, God, this mountain's in front of me, but I'm standing. I'm trusting you. I'm not going to let fear overtake me this morning. That might be a big faith step. For others, that big faith step might be um, something different. It might be God calling you to leave your comfort zone, to leave, maybe for you, it's your job, step into a new calling that Jesus has to you, a new area of focus. Maybe it's a call to give away a large sum of money that will stretch you out of your comfort zone. But God's been prompting you about it. He's been talking to you about it. 
Maybe it's to seek reconciliation in a broken relationship and you think, oh, that's too hard. I can't go there. But you know he's calling you to step out in faith and trust him there. Maybe it's a call to um, use your profession, to to travel overseas maybe, to a different country, to to share Jesus with people in a country where not as many have an opportunity to hear about the good news of Jesus. I don't know what it is for you, but maybe there's a big step of faith. And you know it because the Spirit of God will be telling you. Like I said, this isn't just come up with our own ideas. God will be speaking to you about it and you'll know I'm meant to step forward in faith. Maybe for you, the step of faith is something much smaller this morning. And I want to say this, never underestimate the power of taking even small steps of faith. Even small steps of faith are so important, so significant. Every step of faith, small or big, opens the way for God's blessing. I love this quote from Johnny Erickson. She says, faith isn't the ability to believe long and far into the misty future. It's simply taking God at his word and taking the next step. That's a great picture of faith. Perhaps for you, the act of faith today is something smaller. Maybe it's for you attending the Alpha course, finding out more about Jesus. Maybe it's heading to the prayer lounge after the service, just so people can pray over you. And for you, that's a big step to do that. Maybe for you, it's making the decision to attend that outpouring night at the end of this series. You say, Lord, I'm going to take that faith step. It opens the way for God's blessing to be poured out upon us. Maybe it's a decision to be baptized. You've been putting it off, hesitating, fearful about what others will think or what that might mean for you. But you know God's been prompting you. Take that step this morning. Speak to someone about it. Maybe it's a faith step to send a text message, to invite a friend uh, to something here at the church. Maybe it's to jump in and serve in a ministry. I don't know what it is for you, but remember that every step of faith Ask God to show you. If you're not sure this morning, say, God, show me. Where do you want me to take a step of faith? Because as we live by faith, it opens the way for God to reveal more of his power um, in and through us, for his blessing to be poured out upon us and through us to our world as well. And whatever those fears might be that are holding you back, ask God to show you what what the underlying fear is and then just bring it to him this morning in faith. Bring that fear to him and say, God, here it is. Recently, I saw an up-close example of the power of bold and courageous faith. There's a couple in our church who recently came to faith in Jesus, and it had just completely transformed their lives. It's the most amazing, incredible story, bringing healing to their lives, restoration, freedom. Um, just it, When I think about it, it just makes my heart sore to know that this is what Jesus does in people's lives. But they faced a situation recently where they felt before God, they had to disclose some information about their financial situation, knowing that it would probably result in a significant sum of money needing to be repaid, like an amount in the, in the thousands of dollars. And, uh, but despite this, they felt before God that, that God was calling them to be, to be honest now. Um, this isn't how they would have normally done things, but they felt like God was calling them to be honest, and that God was asking them to trust him. And so after quite a bit of wrestling, they stepped out in faith and disclosed this information. Well, as it turned out, the amount they were told they would need to repay wasn't in the thousands of dollars. It was 10 times more than they expected. It was a sum in the tens of thousands of dollars, a very large sum of money. When they got this news back, they're like, God, this is not how this is meant to happen. This is not. They were, they were devastated. They were upset. They were, there was tears. What are we going to do? What have we done? 
They had no idea um, how they were going to repay this, what it was going to mean. And um, they, were, they were in a deep, deep hole. They were really concerned about what this has mean. So unsure what to do or even how to process this, they just prayed. They just prayed to God, I don't know, you've got to help us here. Well, the next day they got a call to say that their situation had been looked at again. And then on review, the decision had been made to completely wipe away the amount owing. I'm talking a huge sum of money. And when they got this news, the the guy rang me and he was just in tears, but tears of joy. He said, you won't believe what God has done. He said, you won't believe what God has done. He was in disbelief. He said, the the debt's been wiped away. They've, They've just taken it away. I don't understand, he says. But he said, I know it's a miracle. We know it is a miracle. God has done it. And all they could do, this couple, all they could do was just praise God. That's all they could do is say, God, you're so good. God, you're amazing. God, you're incredible. They took a a step of faith and obedience. It opened the way for God to reveal to them just how big he really is. The funny part of that story is that just about a week later, um, they had some bills owing and they realized there was no money in their account. And they were like, really worried again what to do and the husband said to the wife hey don't worry don't worry God's got this do you remember what he just did a couple of days ago he just wiped the debt huge debt God can help us in this let's pray and they had a particular amount number of thousands of dollars they needed for some bills that were coming up they weren't sure sure enough they prayed they woke up the next day and guess what some money had been deposited in their account they had been underpaid some money. And so they put some more money in on calculation. And again, they're like, Jesus, you are amazing. You are incredible. God, we can trust you. You're a faithful God. You see, living by faith enables God to reveal his power and glory. It's amazing. I don't know about you. I don't want to miss out on that. The Israelites wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. A generation missed out. And seeing the power and the blessing of God. God, may we not, may that not be us, I pray, but may we be willing to hear your voice. So as we pray, your kingdom come on earth as is in heaven, let us be ready, church, to step out in faith and obedience as the Holy Spirit leads us. On that last outpouring night, as we seek God together, it is a demonstration of our faith and trusting God. We're going to be seeking God and saying, God, show us your will. Keep speaking to us. Keep revealing more of your power and your glory. I want to encourage you to come, join with us on that night. But as we live with courageous faith, we can be expectant for God to do mighty things far beyond anything we could imagine because we serve a big God. And when it comes to our God, no obstacle is too great. No situation is too far gone for our God. No circumstance is too hopeless. No mountain, there is no mountain he can't move. No challenge that he can't overcome. Our God is the way maker, amen? He is our way maker. He is the God who spoke and universe was. Nothing, nothing is too hard for him. Let me pray this morning. Lord, we thank you for this truth. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. Help us this morning to get a fresh glimpse of your power, your might, your greatness. Forgive us, Lord, when we doubt 
your promises from your doubt, your power. And Lord, this morning, I pray that you'll stir up within us a fresh desire to be a people who live by faith, not to be satisfied with the comfort zone, Lord. Not to be satisfied. But to step forward, Lord, willing to count the cost, willing to say, yes, God, here we are. So that more of your power and your glory be revealed. That's our prayer. And so this morning as we respond, Lord, continue to work in our hearts by your Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a great song, Same God. talks about the God who's done things in the past as a God who continues to want to move in power. If you're here this morning, I want to give you an opportunity practically as we respond in worship to take a step of faith, literally to take a step of faith, to take a step out of your seat, to come and stand down the front during this last song. If you're facing a giant this morning, it's before you and you're feeling overwhelmed, I want to give you an opportunity just to declare your faith and trust in Jesus, a step of faith, step out of your seat, come down as we worship, just stand at the front and worship, say, God, I'm trusting you this this morning. I'm, I'm believing, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm again acknowledging that you are greater, that you are bigger, that I can trust you with that mountain in front of me, that giant in front of me. The second is if you're here this morning and you know God's calling you to take a step of faith, you've been wrestling with it, this morning you have an opportunity just to seal that before God. Say, God, don't wait till you go home. I know that you, know, you don't have to step forward in faith, but if God's prompting you, there's something powerful about the physical, literally saying, okay, God, here I go. I'm taking a step this morning. Come, stand in the front as we worship. Just say, God, I'm in, I'm in. I'm ready to follow you in that step of faith, obedience. And maybe for others here, the third group this morning, maybe there are promises you have been standing on, you've been standing on for a long time. And this morning, you just want to reaffirm your faith in the things that God has said to you in the past. Saying, God, I'm still believing. Just like Caleb, 85 years later, he still was faith-filled in the promises. And today is about saying, God, I'm coming down. I'm stepping down and say, God, I'm still believing in those promises. I haven't seen them in their fullness yet, but I'm still believing. And you want to make a declaration of faith. You do that too. Just come, stand in the front as we worship. I'll pray for you. And then we'll finish up our service together. Let's stand on our feet. If you want to respond in that way this morning, you feel free to come down the front as we worship our great God. on the God of Jacob whose love endures through generations I know that you will keep your covenant I'm calling on the God of Moses the one who opened to do
people this morning you see the heart of faith and so now Lord come come and move in power Lord move mountains we pray move mountains bring healing Lord stir faith I pray stir courage in people's hearts and lives we pray Lord reveal more of your power and your glory through us we ask may you be glorified great God through our lives we ask continue to lead us as your people or we're hungry Lord we want more of you we pray and we ask this in Jesus name everyone said amen can we put our hands together as we worship our great God this morning and give him thanks you can be seated where you are if you'd like prayer in some way our prayer team be down the front here our prayer lounge up the back they'd love to pray for you this morning I do want to mention too our Connections Lounge. If you're new this morning, do stay. We'd love to greet you personally. God bless you and thanks so much for sharing with us this morning.